Good afternoon. This is your host, Sue D. Nim, the host of the podcast about going out for not outgoing people recovering from shyness. Did you believe that? No, hell no. It's Crystal Clear here, host of More Morgulons, the podcast about having Morgulons disease and uh, using it as an excuse to be a total ham. Enjoy. Thanks for listening, guys. I, today, will take you to the comment cave because it is one of the most beautiful Saturdays that the artist formerly known as God has ever made in Atlanta, Georgia. I hope you're having a great Saturday and I hope you're, if you have Morgulons, um, first of all, sorry. That sucks. I'm really and truly sorry. You can get through this. You're not alone. Um, what was I saying? I don't know. This show's really good. I'm hilarious. And, um, there's also other guests. There's also other personalities, if you will. And one of my favorite is Abby. Let's go to the comment cave and hear what she has to say today. I was thinking about the hexagons, and you know, I, I work with litter at least once a year, and uh, I found three over the past several years, and separate occasions, I found a very problematic box on my face, and compared them under the microscope to the litter. Well, these are um, kind of layered, like baklava, like layered, like with the thinnest layers of whatever silvery bluish metal. Um, they can so they chip off. You can kind of see there's multiple layers, and one was wrapped half. I also wanted to mention that I read um, the book called Everything I Have is Yours by Eleanor Henderson about her husband with Morgellons and it definitely moved me. It's definitely the most well-written book I've ever read about Morgellons. Um, she's a very good writer and she only lives an hour from me so I contacted her and we had a little back and forth and it was nice to talk to someone without Morgellons that completely 100% believes you. That was nice. So we exchanged a few emails. Her. So in the book, I related to so many things that she talked about and I felt as if I was her and him at the same time because I am the caretaker and I am the sufferer and all in one because I'm alone in this and other things that just struck me as not coincidental is that 
he felt the same way about Dr. Savely as I did, that um, you don't get the satisfaction that you were hoping for when you leave. They talk about the cyclical pattern of the breakouts, which I never mention to anyone because they think it's a menstrual. She also talked about she she talked about the fact that they considered it being some sort of parasitic twin. I mean, who knows? Um, there were so she wrote down all of her theories as the one as the book went along. Um, Like, the ER doctor has curly hair and glasses and purple scrubs. She looks tired and pissed. We stand with our arms crossed in the hallway. This isn't Lyme. Her voice is firm. It's psych. Because I remember being in the emergency room and feeling the same way. So I laughed. I didn't say anything. I just laughed. I wouldn't let them treat me because I was being treated like a drug. You know, and I also wanted to bring up the whole conspiracy thing because that's been an issue in my life. Um, with my mother mostly and my, my oldest son. Because, you know, I I grew up in a, in a liberal house and I voted Democrat all along. But my mother actually became upset when I mentioned that the coronavirus could have been leaked from a lab. And can you believe Dr. Fauci was sending the gain-of-function money over there? And And she freaked out that I would even consider anything that was somewhat of a conspiracy. And I said, Mom, I'm a conspiracy. And if any of them, I would believe the lab leak conspiracy for Corona. Um, I read all about Lyme disease and what they did at the CDC. Same thing with the magnification when testing for um, the virus or bacteria. They came up with a Lyme vaccine that ended up backfiring and was dangerous, of course. So at first, the magnification to find the bacteria Borella was um, very, very small. So no one was diagnosed. They had the vaccine. All of a sudden, the magnification's big and everyone has Lyme. Then... It fails, and it's back down, and hardly anyone tests positive for Lyme after it's a month or so. I don't know. But I don't know who in their right mind would, with Morgellons, would stick up for the CDC. Yeah, they're busy. Who cares? Who cares? How can you possibly think that... Um, one and done. Oh, we got it. Okay, they kind of they kind of think it's Lyme. That's good enough for me. Hello? Anyone who's telling people 
that the CDC study helped us out in any way must be some kind of psyop and that's what made me think of the conspiracy theory because now I always I know all these conspiracy theory terms because my life is different now I can't help it I look at things differently now I'm not the same person I was so listen up you're not the same person I'm not the same person either we're probably both cyborgs turning into cyborgs. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're hybrids. That was okay. Oh I, I think I mentioned this on the show, or I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but I was listening to another podcast because I was like, What's a competition doing? And then, um, I was listening to an interview with this, it was like on this like paranormal radio conspiracy theory show. And I'll get to the conspiracy theories because your comments were incredibly interesting. Um, and our experiences somewhat overlap and somewhat diverge. And in those places, we will find that, yes, you are alone. And so am I. And we're alone in this together. But backwards, rewind, hang on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Abby, you've been so brave um, about, you know, being candid about your experiences with this contested illness that we call, well, that I call Morgellons and everybody else calls Morgellons or Morgellons. Um, But I like my way better. But I think that I want to share with you and the the other listeners this conversation that I had with Tom, 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 because... I am so blessed and lucky to have people in my life who understand and believe and have witnessed themselves the disease that we live with. And um, even, even in that, just, just listen to the conversation, okay? I just had taken it longer or taken it a little bit more or something. Like it's, it's, there's a lot of variables and it might be hard to get the right one, but the right one might exist and they might've been really close and you might just have to keep at it sometimes, unfortunately. And it's hard because I don't want to be like know. a guinea pig in my own blind experiment. I don't think you should be your own blind experiment, but at least dermatology does have, as most of them are incompetent, but there's like, a protocol. Like phototherapy, cryotherapy, I mean... What about that as a hope? Phototherapy is just a goddamn tanning bed. The laser one? Well, I'll try the laser. The laser might be a good idea. It has some vent. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet. Laser. I just sing these stupid ones. I know, it sucks. I wish I could do it. I hate it for you, but I also hate to see you give up as well. I haven't given up. Why would you say that? I'm fighting the sadness and all the horrible, like, psychological things, and I'm winning. Okay, I know. That looks like, I guess I And that's the worst part. It looks like you're you're going uphill battle by yourself, that maybe it doesn't have to be that hard. That's all. Oh, 
it does. I'm not by myself. There's a lot of people that are going through this too. Maybe. It's not the same. Everybody's a little different. I, I don't know about that. Like, I think that's what's so remarkable is that, like, so many people have the same story and the same exact, like, kinds of lesions and the same objects that come out. Think, and... like, you know, Abby, and to all the listeners out there, all my morgies, yeah. And all the other people who are like, what the fuck is this show about? Um, it's just delusional. I know that sharing stories actually does help my morgulons, my, my experience of this disease. Because my experience of this disease is physical, psychological, emotional, financial, social... It's, it encompasses, like, really all disease, absolute, not, not, not like, but actually all disease will cause you to be ill in every domain of life unless you holistically treat every domain that it affects. Because I know for sure that for me personally, the psychological and emotional um, and social uh, effects of having this disease are as bad as having your face like melt away kind of and, you know, having these weird, scary experiences and the pain. Oh my God, my face, my fucking face has been hurting so much this weekend. Um, but it's that stuff I can handle. I'm tough as nails. Y'all know that. But seriously, the, you know, I, I, I also come to my breaking points, as you can hear on that recording. I also sometimes just feel so exhausted by this and so outraged and so exhausted with being outraged and then outraged again it's just um yeah there's enough emotional layers of it to write you know a memoir a literary memoir like this uh young woman writer was has written in um everything i have is yours and um and i really appreciate her sharing her story and her husband's story and his permission to ch- share his story. And I appreciate you sharing your story, Abby. And, and I appreciate all the listeners who have contacted me through the Anchor podcast platform, my, my home page, whatever website. I don't, y'all know I don't know about that stuff. Really, leave a comment. It helps other people. Someone left a comment not too long ago. And unfortunately, there was some kind of technological problem that didn't allow me to hear it. So there was like five tantalizing voice messages and I did not (laughs) get to hear them. So listener out there, if you're listening, call me back, girl or boy. I don't know who you are, but I would like to know. And I'm sure the other listeners of this show would as well because we can only heal one part 
of Morgulon's disease, but it is the worst part, in my opinion, and I'm sure many of y'all might feel the same way. The psychological and social and emotional isolation, frustration, and alienation that we feel because of this disease, we don't have to feel it. This is the way that I ward that off through more and more lines through this podcast because I do not want to feel alone and I am like Abby going to do something about that like Austin Morgan girl like Jeremy and like all of you out there who are just not ready to speak yet I hope you will in this new year I really do because it is healing it has healed and it is continuing to heal parts of myself that have been wounded by this disease that is real because my body has also been wounded. I have scars from this disease and they are not self-inflicted. They are not, let me repeat that, they are not self-inflicted. And if you feel like you have the authority or the right come in and tell me that what I'm saying is a lie that I inflicted these scars on myself that's not valid that's not valid because you know I think that we can easily um, we can easily uh, you know just go with the crowd and jump to conclusions and not be curious about other people and not think for ourselves. Um, But hopefully we'll slow down (laughs) and take a little bit more time getting to know um, other people and listening to their experiences and then evaluating them. And anyway, I'm just rambling at this point because I you had so much to say in your comments and it's funny we're, you know we're talking about stories and where they intersect and where they diverge and what you described about Abby about your parents being you know just completely like aghast that you would entertain such conspiracy theories regarding China and the COVID-19 disease caused by the coronavirus SARS-2 coronavirus this is the exact same experience that I had I my family is so liberal that, I mean, my dad has this long-running joke about my mom having a picture of Yasser Arafat in her underwear drawer, but it turned out to be Ringo Starr. I don't know. It's very convoluted and hard to explain why it's um, not funny, but it's also kind of funny. <laughs> um, anyway, there are a couple of pinkos, and you would think that these you know, what we associate with that, the intelligentsia of this country, the, you know, liberal, yada, yada, educated, this and that, the elite, quote unquote, you know, this is, (laughs) they wouldn't even, they got kind of defensive. And um, they, when I brought up China, and all the suspicious things regarding BGI group, the People's Liberation Army, and, um, you know, just the fact that they have the motive, the means, and the madman that we call Xi Jinping. They would not hear it. They were completely like, 
you know, man, Trump really played his cards into the hands of China because by making all those racist comments like the Kung flu, which admittedly was kind of childishly, childishly funny, but just you're the president, you know, um, but here's the thing, like all those racist comments made it a untouchable topic and um, it's just like nobody, nobody will touch it. It's like a hot potato. And I think it's also denial because if you recognize that there's a lot of circumstantial evidence to support the idea that this is a genetically engineered bioweapon created by the Chinese Communist Party as part of a strategy, a military strategy to gain global dominance. Um, That is beyond fucked up. What was it? Six million Jews died in the Holocaust. We're going on uh, five million or six million now. I don't even know. I I can't even look anymore dead from this uh, virus, this mutating virus is it mutating or is it being redesigned you know i don't think that this is a conspiracy theory i don't think that there's any more evidence to support the theory that it rose naturally through an animal some yet as to be unidentified animal between a bat and a human um there's no evidence for that any more than there is evidence for the lab, quote, leak theory, which I would like to just replace that with the covert act of war biological weapon theory. I mean, maybe it was a lab leak. Let's hope to fucking God it was. But, um, don't think so. Why would it be? Um, when you look at all their other activities with collecting genetic data, Um, of women around the world and their unborn fetuses and as well as Americans, our own intelligence agencies said they used COVID-19 PCR tests at the beginning of the pandemic to collect genetic information about Americans. That's how they made the Omicron. (laughs) I mean, come on guys. Like they can't trace the lineage of these variants back to the mothership, the original Corona, you know, then the alpha, the beta, the omega, what up, blah, blah, blah. When the fuck is the omega? I'm, I'm over it. I'm over this pandemic and it is not over us. We are not done with it. Um, and it is not done with us. I am really and truly, you know, changed as well, Abby. I don't think that I was a lot more of a, uh, trusting the experts kind of person before getting this, when I realized that the CDC um, had conducted this shitty, shady study instead of being interested in outbreaks being reported all across the country of a very bizarre sounding disease. I mean, if somebody did create a bioweapon, it would be kind of like a good idea to... Um, you know, put, put a lot of weird shit like that had, I mean, you know, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't pretend to know. And I just know that, um, yeah, the glitter too, man. Okay. I'm rambling on this. This episode is going to be over soon. So I've got to get on with my message. The hexagons 
So I think all glitter is made out of thin films. Um, that's what I understand. But, and I did, I know what you mean. Like, have you ever picked up a piece of mica, like a piece of rock, like a mica rock that's like glittery? And it does have those like baklava type layers to it, you know? Um, the dessert baklava, if y'all are familiar with that Greek dessert, it's um, delicious, I hear, but I don't like it. Um, but it is like, I think that's what normally glitter is in industrial glitter is made by. And when you look at, this is what I did. I looked at pictures of hexagon glitter under a microscope, just normal non-mortalon hexagon glitters. Um, and it was like, you could see these like almost ridges, like these horizontal ridges across the pieces of glitter. And those, I guess are the thin films. I don't know, but that was the pattern consistently across all the pictures I looked at. But then when I looked at the pictures of my hexagon, morgulon hexagons, whew, there were, instead of ridges, there were like bumps. There was like a weird topography on this thing. And, you know, also the like hair tube thing coming out of it. And um, <clears throat> the pictures of my glitter morgulon looked like other people's glitter morgulons. So I'm sorry, because your recording was kind of hard to understand. But are you saying that you had glitter hexagon morgulons as well? I'm just, this particular aspect of Morgan's disease. I, I've had the glitter before, you know, since the beginning really, and um, the glitter in the foil, I call it. Uh, but the um, the glitter that I, the hexagons that I have found recently are different. They're a different, they're big, like comparatively. They're, you know, they're about uh, smaller than a pencil eraser, but by half, you know. They're, they're very prominent. And by the way, like where I had them, like sitting on this like top, like tube top or something thing, it was, um, they're gone. They're gone. They just disappear when I was at work one day. The hexagons are gone. So I don't know. I honestly don't know. I was going to mention earlier in the show about this crazy dude I heard on this podcast, like some kind of paranormal type radio podcast. And he's claiming all these outlandish things about Morgulons that they're you know, there's this cons- this shadowy, vague conspiracy, and they're designed something about aliens, yada, yada. It turns out he's actually half an alien. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And the host, bless her heart, the whole time is just like, is that right? I had no idea that you were an alien. We've got to talk more about this. Totally, absolutely credulous, sincere sounding. Um, it's really something else. I wish I could remember the name of it so I could recommend it. Um, but I can't. So anyway, those are the people that give (laughs) us kind of a bad name because it makes us look like crazies. And, you know, Abby, you're not a crazy. I'm not crazy. Also, more girls aren't crazy. There's a, Jeremy's not crazy. There's a little, Brittany from Managing More Gallons. We're not crazy folks. Okay. We're like normal professional people that don't have like a zillion other crazy beliefs or we don't, you know, light our houses on fire because we know that they're infested with morgulons. I mean, we're like normal, stable professionals. And it's just crazy to me that that people can't even entertain the idea that just because it's never happened before and it's weird, that doesn't mean that it couldn't be a possible reality because logically China does have the motive and the means. They have the world's largest supercomputer and the world's largest and most diverse genetic data bank. 
and the motive and the means that we know that they want to rise again on the stage of the world and be a global power, if not the global power. And that is what they're working towards. And you, I'm not, you know, geopolitical China, China expert. I'm far from it, but I am pretty sure that if you start digging around in reputable sources like Reuters and the New York Times and, you know, like our own government, you know, public reports, you know, press reports and stuff, statements, you also like us that are part of a, at least a, let's say that at the very least, Morgan's is a conspiracy to really like malign and um, slander a group of patients who have something that the scientists and the doctors don't understand and don't feel and are so lacking humility that they don't feel that they need to look any further. I mean, somebody can put these glitters in some fucking, you know, mass spectrometry shit. We, we, we got lots of machines. Um, I want to know what it is and I don't understand why, um, if it's not some kind of a cover up, which I don't think it's that, but I don't know, you guys, it is almost inexplicable why we have this thing. And the mind just goes in circles trying to make sense of it. And we're just doing the best we can. And you know what? Our best is good enough. Okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not being okay as well. And I think that we are one day going to be recognized. The truth always has a way of coming out. It does. It does. It might take a long time, but it does. And I'm in it to win it for the long run, y'all. Going since 2020, August 23rd, the inception date of more Morgulons. Thank you so much for still being here in 2022. Or if you're new, keep coming back. It gets weirder. It really does. All right. Thanks for listening and stay tuned.